0: Before we get into the lessons that you can learn from the widow of Zarephath, I also encourage you to read the whole chapter in its entirety in 1 Kings 17, 7-16. I will be taking bits and pieces from this section and pointing out specific verses that relate to you as a single mom, but it is beneficial to know that what the whole chapter says before we get into it, I also want you to watch my video specifically for single moms that you can watch below where I also mention some lessons from the widow at Zarephath and don't forget to subscribe to my youtube channel by clicking the link below number one you can have a feast and a famine sometimes later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land first Kings 17 7. this verse refers to a famine but can i get an amen from the single moms who felt that they are going through a season of famine in their life you can check out my separate blog on when i was failing as a single mom to see my season of famine and how it played out Here I was laid off from my job with no money and barely had any food. Could not get a decent paying job even with two degrees and it sucked. When I think of famine, I think of drought. That is due to no fault of your own. That could be being broke, jobless, and stressed out. All of these situations are a form of famine. This is very similar to the widow at Zarephath. It's not like she could reverse the famine and find food for her son. She had to just go through the season that she was in and hope that she came out alive. So what you can learn is that we all go through something. We have a season in our life that is both good and bad. But just like you're going through a bad season in your life, much like a famine, does not mean that God is against you and he just wants you to lay down and die. When you are in the middle of a famine, I know that it can feel like you just want to give up. But there is a lesson to be learned even in the middle of a desolate place. When I went through that famine season in my life, it was so terrible. I could not tell you how awful it was, how awful it felt, and how depressing it was. I would never repeat that season in my life, but I did learn from that season in my life. That famine season was not something I could change and or control. So I gave it to God and allowed him to fix it. And when you see tangible miracles in the way of getting your bills paid, when you have no physical way to pay them on your own or people gifting you with things that you only prayed to God about, that is when you realize that even though you're in a famine, you do not have to sit around and starve. This is something that I spoke about when I had my own struggles as a single mom, which were a lot trust me. There were times that I just thought I would starve for real, but like the widow at Zarephath, God always came through and I spoke about that in my video below when I was a broke struggling single mom. You can watch it below. Number two, God can send someone to help you. Then the word of the Lord came to him, go to the Zarephath in the region of Sodom and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. First Kings seventeen eight through 9 The above verses when God directed Elijah to go to the widow and ask her for some food. As a single mom, I know when you have prayed for some type of breakthrough or assistance and you do not see it come, you may be wondering if any help is going to come at all. But just know, even if you cannot see the support or where it's going to come from, help is on the way. Here's a true story. When I lost my job, I had just bought a new house. I had so many plans for my new home. I was going to buy a new computer desk, a new carpet for my dining room, but of course when I got laid off, I couldn't afford these things, and I just remembered whining all the time to God about it. I remember really getting all his nerves about how I could not afford these things that I wanted for my house. The first week of moving into my home, the realtor came to me and asked me if I wanted a computer desk. The realtor's office was moving and they were getting rid of furniture. Of course I wanted the desk, that's all I whined about. And even got guys to come and set my desk up in my home. The answer to prayer one. Answer to prayer two came with my carpets. My friend had bought a three-piece carpet set that did not match her living room furniture. So she asked me if I wanted them and I did. Another prayer answered. What you can learn. My point is that I was sitting around and complaining about the fact that I could not afford these two things. God had already sent me someone to answer my prayers. And my prayers were answered unexpectedly. Same for Elijah. Not only was Elijah sent to provide for the widow but Elijah was sent as a prayer for the widow. Also check out my video below for other ways God has helped single mom in the Bible. Number three, don't lay down and die. As surely as the Lord lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. 1 Kings 17:12. This perhaps is one of my favorite bible verses in the story, not because I take enjoyment of the widow starving, but because it was such an honest moment. Here comes a man asking for food, telling you that God sent him to you and he wants your last bit of food to take it from you and your son. The widow was like, um, hex no, I barely have any food for myself, let alone to feed you. I remember being in the same situation. After I was laid off from my job. I lost like 20 pounds. I would buy food, feed my son, and then take whatever food was left over, which was not much. I remember I was out of money and I was like, oh my goodness. I feel like I'm just going to lay down and die. We have no food. What will I do? But I also remember these moments that despite my situation, you would never know it. Because I was in need, I knew what it was like for other people to be in need. And so whenever I could offer words of encouragement to someone else, or it was in my ability to help someone else, I would. And I would do it with a smile on my face. It might sound a little crazy, but I was suffering. And my suffering made me more aware of the suffering of others. For example, I was watching the show in the Trinity Broadcast Network about children who had no water. Like literally these children were going to an animal watering hole with feces and dirt and they were drinking this water. Oftentimes they would die from the polluted water. God convicted me and told me that no matter how bad my situation was, I could still go to my water faucet and drink water and not worry about dying. Some people have it worse than me, and God told me to donate $60 to this organization. That money may not seem like much to you, but it was much when it came down to the fact that I had no money. What can you learn? Don't forget to give. Even with my act above, it was not just about money, it was about obedience. God was saying, I am telling you to give, and are you going to trust me enough to give money to someone that is worse off than you? I know you cannot spare the money, but will you be obedient? Similar to the widow. Jesus sat down on the opposite place where the offerings were and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Call his disciples to him, Jesus said. Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put more money in the treasury than all the others. They all gave out their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Mark twelve forty one through 44. It's not about the amount you give, but the way in which you give. For offering up what you have when you do not have much shows the amount of faith that you have in God. Which brings me to my next point. Fear not. Elijah said to her, do not be afraid, go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain to the land. 1 Kings seventeen thirteen through 14 Did you know that the Bible says not to fear 365 times and there are 365 days in a year? The meaning I get from that is every day you wake up, God does not want you to fear, but instead wants you to trust. When you read this verse, not only did Elijah tell the widow not to worry, but she also had to have some trust that what he was saying was true. I mean, anyone could come up and say that God has commanded her to give them some food, but that doesn't make it true. She really had to believe that Elijah was from God, that what he was saying was true, and that if she gave him the last bit of food that was reserved for her and her son, then somehow some miracle will come into place also check out my video on how to not fear and you can watch that below so what you can learn during my hard times i used to have massive issues in trusting god but when you think about it what do you have to lose with the widow of Zarephath, she did not have enough food and she thought she was gonna die when elijah came with his proposition to give him food the worst case scenario would have been she would have gave him, gave him food he was not who he said he was and the widow and her son would have died anyway Giving Elijah food may have made them die faster, but really she had nothing to lose. She was already damned if she didn't. That is what I do not understand people who have issues trusting God. You're already in a bad situation, and if you trust God, you can be in a good situation. So why not choose to trust God in those situations that are already bad? There's a chance that it can get better. And if there is a chance, you might as well try. For the widow of Zarephath, she took a chance and it paid off. She went from dying to having a life. Therefore, choose to trust God. What do you have to lose? These are the lessons that you can learn from the widow at Zarephath. The story is in such small sections of the Bible, but it just goes to show how many lessons are packed into each and every verse, which is why I would encourage you to read the entire thing on your own so you can gather your own experiences and interpretations from them. Also, if you know someone that can read this blog post, then go ahead and share it with them. And also, Single Moms, I have something special for you. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the blog post, you can get my best-selling devotional for single moms, Or you can click the second link and I will give you the first few chapters for free.